If you don't think you have any money, you're never going to have it unless you change something. That's bull crap. If a kid in a foster home could go from a foster home to $51 million and couldn't read until they were fifth grade, you can do anything, but you have to be willing to take the investment. You are the only one responsible for creating the life that you deserve and you deserve it, but you have got to actually do the work. Welcome to the Millionaire Mentorship Podcast, where we talk all things business, real estate, and entrepreneurship. Today, I've got a badass real estate coach, expert, digital marketer, Krista Mashore. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Troy. I'm so excited. We, we had a fun little talk, you guys, before. We should probably start recording before and after. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was funny because you just mentioned that I was like, well, where are you from in California? You're like Discovery Bay. And then we found out that I have two students that are from Discovery Bay. Nobody knows where Discovery Bay is. And it's there's so many people that we, I know from there already. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about yourself. You know what really um, drew me in was your digital marketing aspect because, as you know, my, my background is in real estate as well. And I don't even talk about it. That's, it's the funniest part. Like the minute I gave up my license, which was like a year and a half ago, like I stopped talking about it. And um, so one thing that you are doing is digital marketing. And as I've started my online coaching business, I've become good at digital marketing, not nearly as good as you, but I would like to talk about like how, where your journey had started and where it's at right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I've been in real estate for 21 years. I've been a real estate coach for the past six. And um, like you, like I've, I sold over 2,300 homes when I was an agent. I always averaged over 100 homes every, every year, I think, except for one when I was going through a divorce. Um, and that can be uh, tough, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I was playing. I was like, I was kind of like single life, you know. It was like I was on the boat. But geez, that, that was the year like right before the market crashed. And so I think I sold like 17 homes or something like that. Or, and I made like so much money because they were paying 6% commission and they were giving you all these things to try to sell houses because there was hundreds of them on the market. So I was like on the boat half the time doing deals and, but it was easy, you know, like 17 homes, that's nothing. Um, so I was in real estate and I ended up my first year, I sold 69 homes as a solo agent because I kind of was sort of had to, I, I used to be a teacher. I left teaching to stay at home and take care of my daughter cause she got really sick. Okay. And then at that time, my husband ended up having an affair and like leaving us wow. and draining, yeah, draining our accounts. And so I had to like figure out, what the heck am I going to do? I have this new house payment. I got two kids under the age of four and uh, no money. So I just dove into real estate and, um, and I was like top, you know, top 1% almost every year after just by hustling and grinding. And you know, what's crazy, Troy, you know, this, when you sell over hundred homes a year, you said you sold 2,200 in freaking four years, which is incredible. I've never seen anyone that's done that many. Yeah. Especially check, like, out, check out the Zillow. I always, people always like question that. I'm like, dude, check out my Zillow. Like I'm not lying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I trust you, but yeah. you don't realize how hard it is to be a real estate agent until you are out of it. Like when you're doing that kind of business, you don't even realize what you're doing. And so like, I didn't even realize, even though I had great systems and I was a marketer more that, you know, that helped me be a good realtor, but I didn't realize just how much I was working and how much, quite frankly, is sorry, I hated it. You know, like I was like, I will never, I would rather be a stripper in Vegas than never have to sell a house again. No, no, I like I the way this interview, I like the way this interview is going. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of good topics we could talk about for you know, sure. So anyways, but, but yeah, so I ended up doing that for 17 years and then, um, and how I was, did it, I was very different. So for example, like, I'll give you, this is going to age me, but. 
when I first started, people would do like maybe a black and white fire flyer. And so I would do like a four page color brochure and I'd put like a CD on the, my listings with like 50 pictures on the, you know, so I always was a very innovative. And then as soon as Facebook came out, um, with advertising, I instantly, uh, flew and hired a coach and learned how to run Facebook ads and, and run retargeting campaigns. What and year I, was that? It, well, it was like right when, right when they started, it's, it's been a while. I mean, I've been doing it now for like what, 14 years or ish, 12. So you were an early adopter when it Very came early. to. Yeah. No one else, no one else knew how to do it. I didn't even know how to do it. I, I paid a coach. Most people aren't even doing it right now. Oh, I know they're not. That's what I teach people to do though. So, so, uh, so I flew down and hired a guy named Nicholas Kuzmich. He taught me how to run Facebook ads. And then I hired a, like a videographer to help me. And I was like, I'm going to dominate my market because what I didn't mention was that when I was a foreclosure specialist, right? Selling yes. hundreds of foreclosures, all of a sudden you remember this, the market got better. And all of a sudden, all of my asset management, all my Green River Capital, Wachovia, Wells Fargo, I had the HUD account, uh, yeah. Freddie Mac, they all, it seemed like overnight went away. Do you remember that? Absolutely. And yeah. I'm going to ask you something real quick. The HUD account was the worst freaking account Dude. to have in the Angel, world. What was his name? Was the biggest douchebag in the whole world. Yeah, we can say it all. We, we got the Ray Wardas. Like, the, uh, they, like they were so rude and disrespectful and treated. The guy like who owned the company, Rod, Rod and Susanna, whatever Terrible. her. Yeah, it was a it was a real racket. And just let let's talk about that. Like, so for those of you guys who are trying to get like HUD or. REOs and foreclosures. And if you're listening, you're an agent, like it has right. changed. It, well, it, yeah, it has changed so much because now they have like something called HERA, where if you're like a minority with a, um, you know, a dis disability or you're somebody else or you're transgendered or you're this or you're that, you're going to the top of the line, which is completely not fair in my opinion, right? Uh, but that was like a real big thing. And the same thing with HUD, like all the HUD contracts, all those situations would get favoritism for people who checked a but, box for them without even that they were so demeaning and yes. abusive quite frankly it was yes. like the worst and um i hated it like i'm not kidding you i hated it but the good news was they all went away one night and i was like oh crap like no one yeah. knows who i am 2012 have. yeah no one knows me i haven't been marketing and that was right when i started facebook ads okay i was 2012. like 2012 yep 2012. And yeah. when I started doing videos, so I was like, okay, I'm all, my accounts are all gone. You know, 169 homes was my best, my best foreclosure year as a solo agent. Yeah. I, I got to figure this out. Six years. I haven't marketed. No one knows me. You know, right. it was, you don't market homes that have dog poop on the wall. And you know, like <laughs> it was crazy the stuff we'd see. And so I was like, okay, how do I do this? I got to stand out. I got to, I, I, so I started looking outside of real estate and I realized, okay, these big companies, they're marketers. And right. I was like, I have to become a marketer. So in right. order to become a top producer again, I need to be a marketer. Right. So I started doing videos about the community, interviewing other local professionals, and they were the worst videos you'll ever see in your life, quite frankly, terrible. And the, and the crazy thing is, is uh, during the foreclosure days, I had I was selling, um, I, I like was doing short sales, so I did like a hired a videographer. He charged yeah. me like six grand to do a thirty second foreclosure video. You know, oh, yeah. which, I paid I paid that guy too. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. I had that same guy out here in Kansas City. I'm like, what did I just pay you six grand for? 
Yeah. yeah. But, but now you can do it with your phone, right? So yeah. Can we talk about how overrated videographers are? Like, uh, like I always say it takes a lot to edit a video, but you could pretty much have, have anybody hold a basic camera. Now, yeah. obviously you have the professionals and stuff like that, but just somebody holding a GoPro, anybody can do that. Well, now with artificial intelligence, right? The, the yeah. editing is easy. You can use video IO, B-I-D-Y-O.ai and you, Take a video from your phone, upload it into there, gives you all the different platforms, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, with the captions, with your colors, in your format, and you just upload it. Like, it's just so different now. But there's not many excuses for people not doing there's that. Not, right. There's not. And I, I've, video is the fastest way, in my opinion, for any person. And you want to know what I've noticed, Troy, is yes. that people that are doing what you teach, they don't do it. They do not do video. So especially because you said you're doing it a lot like locally where you live, you're buying a lot of your investments, right? Correct. So yeah. when you create video content and you're like the go-to person and you're running ads and everyone knows you're the guy, yeah. it's like, it's that is a such of a, of a blue ocean out there for people. I have one of my students that she does it that way. She learned through me as a real estate agent. Now she's an investor and she, she's killing it. Like she's totally busy because she's, everyone knows she's the person, you know? So the digital marketing aspect of, of your business you know, obviously I just went through this. So you learned it in 2012. I've just been learning it from 2021. And I saw that you actually did uh, Pineda's podcast. Um, and, and the funny thing is just to tell you the history. So I was selling him my crappy properties and then I was paying attention. He starts doing the social media. He starts flipping. I've been flipping for years at this point in time. We get to know each other. We go out to, to lunch. And I'm like, well, why are you doing this? He shows me underneath the hood, like the education. And I'm like, whoa, I'm all in. Let's go. You know what I mean? And so that's when I went. So he was the reason I, I went into going all the way in on an education platform. I wouldn't have done it without him and his and his encouragement. And, kind of, and then he gave me his little training program for the social media and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. But then I didn't, I didn't know like, Oh, I have to learn this digital marketing, these sales funnels, all this other crap that I had no idea about. Can you talk about like your sales funnels, what you use for your CRM, what you teach people to do and kind of what's trending out there right now? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I, so what a funnel is most people don't know. So a funnel is basically yeah. like a website, but a thousand times better because you know why people are going there. So when you drive traffic, meaning people somewhere, right. you want to know who they are, what they're interested in. And you want to continue to give them more of that information. So a good CRM, customer relationship management system, and I use my own. I have some, I have my own software called the Maestro Method. It's through Go High Level. We've Go GHL. It's a white label software. I love yeah. it. I, I just came to there. That's my guy too. Yeah, it's great. It's, oh my god, so it's so much to that software. Like, it's crazy. But so you when you drive traffic to a funnel, you drive them there for one specific reason. So if I'm going to run ads, I'm going to be targeting people locally. And I'm going to figure out what they're interested in. Are they sellers? Are they buyers? Credit repair? Are, and if they're a seller, I'm going, to, I'm going to drive them to a seller-related funnel where all the information has to do with selling, like uh, selling their home. So it'll be like seller tips, our book on selling, all these different things, or how to market your home, all, all this stuff. So, and that's what, that's what I teach agents how to do and also entrepreneurs. I coach, I coach uh, coaches now and entrepreneurs. The, the, it's called the Million Dollar Month Model. We give them our strategy that we've done over a million dollars a month the past 36 months in a row through this, this model. And okay. yeah, we teach them how to, how to do it. We've done, in the coaching business, we've went from zero to, to over 51 million in six years uh, of coaching through the same strategy, through this exact same strategy. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You're yeah, a baller. And now it's not all profits. In fact, it's, you know, I, my coaching program is pretty, there's a lot of handholding and help. So we spend a lot of money on 
marketing and then also the, the, the team members. But so what is your, what does the inside of your coaching program look like? So I have, I think around 50 ish employees. I think I've Holy got around smokes. I know, I know. You're running a monster. I know it's, I'm trying to figure out how to do it less, but the, we have like personal accountability coaches. We've got coaches that teach Facebook ads and funnels, and we've got the real estate expert coaches. We've like, we really, you know, we, we help them. Um, they meet with my marketing department, with my sales director. Like we, have, we do all of that with our, with our people. You so know, we, I, how did you start? How did you build it out? Because you're obviously at scale right now. Yeah, we are, but we're, we're trying to expand, you know, it's been a crazy economy the past couple of months, but so I started out with just me and one person. I chose someone that wasn't wasn't good at what I was doing. So I, even though I'm a great marketer, I don't like technology. So I want to learn right. the the aesthetics of a funnel, but I don't want to have to go in the back end of a funnel, right? So, right. um, so I learned how to do Facebook ads and learned all that, and then I learned like how to how to optimize the ads and what the best. And then I then I focused on the strategy, and then I taught somebody else how to do the the actual ads themselves. And then we hired a full time Facebook marketer, and then we hired a, a full time salesperson. So that's just kind of how I grew. Um, we have like 17 video editors from the Philippines. So what we do for our students is when they come in, we give them their, we tell them, here's your first 10 videos, here's the scripts. We coach them on how to feel confident, confident on camera. And then we cut, we edit them for them as a part of our service, those first awesome. 10. And yeah. then we teach them how to run ads behind them. And then we teach them retargeting and all that stuff. Right. And so that's kind of how we, how we started. And that's like, you know, when you can, first of all, in a regular type of profession, whether it's a dentist, a doctor, an attorney, a lawyer, a financial advisor, a, an investor, a real estate agent, they aren't taught anything about marketing, right? None, and so none of them are, are doing it. Like I, when I was that top 1% agent running videos the right way, like not one person in my community ever did it. I'm like, why aren't they getting a freaking clue and following along? They see me everywhere, right? Like they're seeing me all over. Yeah. How are you media. doing this? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. They got it. But no one ever did it. I'm like, yeah. now I'm coaching it. So I've got people doing it like locally. It's, and that's the other part is it's hard to even get your students to do it. Totally. And they're paying me, you know, $24,000. I'm like, you paid me. What are you not? It is. It's hard, but we're, we've overcame that by having a 37 day fast start program where, like I said, we handhold them. They have extra coaching each week. They have a personal accountability coach. We edit their first videos. We help them through it. Now we don't have that problem, but we had it for a lot of years until about two years ago when I finally said, I got to figure this out because they're not, they're taking too long. You know, it'll be six months and they haven't done a video yet, you know? So we, we, yeah, we yeah that's, 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 that's key. I, I appreciate you sharing that because I'm probably dealing with a lot of the struggles that you've dealt with already before. Cause you're much further along in your coaching uh, business than I am for sure. I'm literally um, writing a book right now, like as we speak on, the coaching and like how to set it up, you know, and I don't mind, I can jump on a call with you if you want to try, I can help you out. Like as far as, you know, so people will ask me at the coaching, your people are probably not going to be interested in this. Do you think you're, they want to hear it? That my coaching? Sure, let's, let's go for it. Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to make 100%. sure I'm serving them well. So you and I could have a conversation with you anytime, but one of the things you have to realize with anything you're doing in life, and this applies to whether you're a coach or even an investor or a realtor is you have to build your business backward, right? So it's like, okay, and it sounds really basic, but for instance, when I first started, I wanted more freedom and time, but then I would give, I told them I would keep coach one hour a day, every single day. And then I gave them access to this app called Voxer where they could, you know, send me a message, you know, through like a walkie talkie. And I was like, yeah. what the heck? Like some people don't have boundaries, you know? And I thought, don't do that again. So <laughs> I've learned, don't ever give anybody your personal number. 
I never yeah. would do anything one-on-one. -on -one. Everything is in group setting, which is amazing because the more experienced people help build the belief of newer people and they start helping each other and they start, you know, um, they, they like, they can help train and do all that. So make sure like you, you if you think you're going to do it five days a week, tell them two, right? And let's like my, my coaching uh, contract says that I'll coach twice a month, but I coach twice a week. But I overpromise, and I mean, I I underdeliver. I overdeliver, and I overpromise. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, she overdelivers and underpromises. Yes, thank you. I'm like, what am I doing? So basically, <laughs> I tell them it's hey, it's two, but I've do, been doing it two days a week for the past six years because I love it and I know they need it, right? Um, yeah, you just want to see people succeed. I can tell you care. Yeah, yeah, we want to tell because if they aren't, they're not successful. I'm not successful, so they have to succeed, right? So that's been one thing. Um, having like a step-by-step -step has really been helpful. Having a 37, like having that 37 day action quick start has been successful. Giving them personal accountability has been a freaking game changer in, in it. It's like helped them so much. Um, you know, just making it just more like this, you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this, <laughs> you know, has helped, been helpful. So Krista, um, Kind of going backwards a little bit, you mentioned in the first part of the conversation that you were, I think it's important to talk about a little bit, that you were struggling. Like uh, you had just got through a divorce, your husband had cheated on you. I'm sure that's a pretty big blow to take um, to like, just like, I mean, we're ego driven, right? Like if you're in this business, whether you're men are normally known for the egos, but if you're a woman and you're in this business, you have an ego because you're trying to be top, top dog, right? Top, I don't know, top dogette or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so when that happens and you were almost, it sounds like from what you described to me, a single mom raising two children, um, you know, that's a hard deal. How did, how did you deal with that? And how did you take the, I guess the, what's the work, the betrayal of somebody that you trusted and married, um, you know, how did you kind of come around that? It was hard. Like I, I just had to, but I had to do it. You know, you know, people will always tell you and it's kind of overrated. They'll say, you need to know your why because, and it, but it's so true because my, what I didn't tell you is I haven't lived at home since I was 13. So there was some physical abuse happening in my home from my mom, who we are very, very close now. She's been amazing in my healing. But, you know, I couldn't read until I was uh, in fifth grade. I wet the bed until I was around 10 uh, because of the abuse. And so there was a lot of feelings of not worth and not not feeling good enough. And so I've had to really completely change, like work on my mindset. But because of not living at home since I was 13, I ended up being, getting sent to juvenile hall and then going to a group home for troubled girls and then to a foster home until I was 18. And then they said, hey, the money's out. You got to go. And so I, when my husband left me, I was like, I want to keep my kids safe in this home. I want to make sure that we, we had just bought a new house and in California, you know, the backyards are blank. There's like, there's no, they're not, they don't do the landscaping. Yeah. So, so I was like, I'm going to build a upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like dirt. So I was like, I'm going to build a beautiful backyard. I'm going to make memories here and keep my kids safe in this home. It was like, that was all I knew I was going to do. And that was the reason why I was able to do so well is, and I worked my butt off obviously, but I would put a smile face on, you know, during the day and I would cry at night when uh, the girls left or when they were with their dad or when I felt like, you know, a big loser because <laughs> I was devastated when it happened, obviously, but now it's, yeah, it's and, and that's just being a human being, right? Like yeah. just going through that whole situation and like, that's, you know, I remember going to a Tony Robbins conference in 2007 and we had to write down our biggest fear and, and my partners at the time 
was, you know, that his wife would leave him. And I didn't understand it now. And mine was that I would never be in a committed relationship. And so, and, and so now I'm, you know, happily married for the last eight years. And, uh, you know, I've been with the same woman for gosh, 13 years now. And I can tell you, like, I, I, I really have that fear now, like, oh man, what if this doesn't go? Because it's such an important part of my, you know, as no, my you existence. Get that fear. Right? You get what you focus on. Like, I mean, you, you really have to change that fear around and just start taking care of your wife. I think for, okay, man, I'm just going to get real. And this conversation is all over the place. The ADHD in me is just going crazy, but I love it. I'm, I've but, got the same one. Yeah. We got women, the same. women only leave men uh, when they are not being taken care of. Right. So when, when yeah. women aren't being emotionally taken care of, like they don't, women don't have affairs usually cause they're like horny. Right. Cause guys will have sex anytime. They have affairs <laughs> because their emotional needs are not being met. Right. right. So the more that you can like take care of your wife and, 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 and then, and, you know, try to make her happy, do things that's nice for her, the yes. more that she will, she won't go anywhere. Right. And then the more that you do that, the more she's going to want to do the same for you. Right. But it's like, people are always wear like, you're not doing this, or I'm not getting enough of this. But the more you give to that, your partner, the more they want to give to you. I've been married for almost 16 years now to my second husband and my last husband. And we are like, he's my world, you know, like I love him so much and I would never want to get divorced again. Um, and some people are just narcissistic psychos, so they're going to cheat on you anyways. Like that was my first husband, right? So <laughs> you know I mean? like, shout out to first narcissistic husband. Yeah, there's, a, there's plenty, there, and, and there's people like that, right? Like yeah. there's just damaged goods out there that you might end up ordering at the grocery store, and you're like, oh, oops, I got, I got took this one home with me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're stuck. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. So, so that that was why I did so well the first year, and then. And then quite honestly, the rest of the years, I think I was kind of still like in this, like, I was afraid it was going to go away kind of a mode. So I just pushed and pushed and pushed. And I, and I, I realized one day when my daughter graduated from high school, I realized, oh my gosh, I remember going on a listing appointment and just crying because I, I realized that I was a great mom. I'm, I'm very proud of the mom that I was, but I realized I wasn't as present as I could have been because I had worked so much and I was right. Always, I was the mom going down the zip line with the phone in my hand doing real estate deals. You know, like, <laughs> like that was me. You know, and and I and they'd be like, "Mom, you're not listening." Mom, mom, you're not focusing. And so I realized, oh my gosh, I have not been as present for them. Yeah. And I realized I needed to kind of change. And that was when I decided I think I need to do something different. And um, that was when I I was like, I'm I'm going to become a coach. I'm a great at this. I'm an, I'm an excellent digital marketer. Um, Agents have no idea how to do marketing. They don't even know what funnels are <laughs> or, right. you know, I can True. do it and I want to help people. You know, I love people. I used to be a teacher and that was when I made the move and it was the best decision that I've ever done uh, is, is become a coach. Yeah. And you're six years in and you said $50 million of gross sales yeah. done. Yeah, I think it might be closer to 53 million by now, but yeah, for sure. 51. Yeah. We so did, how does we that did 18 million year before last uh, this year, I think we're, we're going to hit around, we were averaging about 1.4 million and then the market. So the past four months has really kind of hurt the coaching business because of the real estate agents. Um, so, but I think that's going to start to change here pretty quick. I'm kind of feeling really, really good about it. Uh, so yeah, so we're, we're, we're now we're averaging about a million 40 a month again, but a lot of overhead, you know, there's a lot of overhead in the coaching. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you have 50 employees. Yeah. How many of those are overseas and about how many half and half. Yeah, about half and half. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mainly like your uh your editors and stuff like that yeah, or editors back in like doing the helping with like the software um integration type people billing but people that are like the coaches 
the, the, the accountability coaches, the coaches that have with other things, the marketing specialists, uh, uh, those are all, you know, are all, are all here. Awesome. Yeah. Thank God that, for the people in the Philippines because I wouldn't be able to run the company. I, I wouldn't be able to afford it, you know, and I, and I love helping them because they're such great, gracious people and they're so appreciative. And but yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because there's, you know, I mean, the airlines and the car credit card companies were wise to this 10, 15 years ago. They started yep. hiring people. And, you know, the only reason I went there uh, is, and kind of have leaned into it really hard this year is because I can't find anybody in the United States that wants to work. Yeah, oh, and like, exactly. And it's like, it's, it's, Jesus, California, like they just do that. They treat these employers horrible and they're making them do all this crazy stuff. It's been so difficult, you know, and, and it's difficult to be profitable, especially with the inflation and with the economy. I, I wouldn't be in business if I didn't have those people because I, I need them, you know, to be able to, to be able to make it. But I feel really good about, you know, this next year. I think things are going to really turn around. Um, we've, we've been able to help, um, we're trying to figure out who our avatar is like exactly for the coaching because we've been able to help people, you know, have amazing months. One of my students just hit a $250,000 month, you know, as a brand new coach, she's only been doing it for what, eight months, I think. Um, and we've helped people like have a, you know, when I say a $600,000 day or $500,000 a day, it's like they, they sold coaching. But of course, as you know, there's payment plans and that kind of thing, but we've helped people be really successful. We just got to figure out who is our exact right. So you, you know, guys are working on your avatar a little bit to find out exactly yeah. who yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so many people, agents need what you guys are selling because it's very, it's very niche, right? Like there's oh. not a lot of people do it. Like we are just going to start running ads for, um, on TikTok for buying people's property direct with digital marketing. Right. And that's right. something like that nobody does. None of the guys who do investing on the main, just like agents. Are you just doing TikTok, you know, out of any platform I've ever used. And we, we just, we have, you know, thousands of views on our TikTok, but the most profitable is Facebook. I would use Facebook. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, using, we're, we're going to use both. We're using yeah. uh, Facebook and TikTok. And now we've just started using some YouTube as well. Yeah. Gosh, we've been having trouble with YouTube. I can't seem to get it. But no, we absolutely, our avatar for realtors is, is down, dialed, dialed down tight, right? We, we help realtors um, utilize digital marketing and innovation to outlast any market and to get massive exposure. Like we'll teach people how to run a Facebook ad and get like 500, 600 hours of watch time on every video that they create with a $200 ad spend. You know, and when you're doing that locally, it's like, I mean, and then they take that video and they, they show that video to a seller and say, hey, this is why you, you don't hire Zillow or the other agent, because I beat Zillow by 172,000 views and we had 20,000 engagements and we had 400 hours of watch time. So it's, it's so specialized that they they completely are not commoditizing where we teach them how to 1000 percent stand out, even as a brand new agent, if they follow the program. It's 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 like if you do it and do it right, it's really difficult. You get, you have to really suck bad not to be at your competition, you know, with what we're doing. <laughs> you guys just suck. <laughs> You'd be pretty freaking lazy and pretty unmotivated to not succeed in that program. Right. Yeah. yeah with realtors for sure. Mm -hmm. So where do you see things going in the future? I mean, not just with the coaching program, but with your life in general, like, do you have any like big plans, big goals? Yeah, my goal, like, I want to hit 50 million a year. It's not just about money, but I want to have enough money where I can totally just, you know, not have to ever worry about anything and I can be give money away like crazy. I'm really good at philanthropy. Um, and then I also want to focus more on my um, my EXP. I'm with EXP, and so I want to focus on the, the residual income part of that. Really important, right? And I want to start going on vacation every three months. That's my goal. Vacation every three months. 
for oh, yeah. at least that's, two that's, weeks and I don't do that. And I, I'm kind of a workaholic. I have workaholism. You got to do that. I, I do, I've been doing that for years. That is a freaking, yeah, that is a freaking absolute have to. I'm jealous. I need to do it more, Troy. I, I know I do have a problem. I do work too much. That is one issue that I have. I, You're I, still going to work on vacation. You're just going to be working in like Cabo or in like, uh, you know, Punta Cana or in like, you know, Brazil or in some place <laughs> different. Like you're not going to stop working. You are who you are, mm -hmm. but at least you'll be unplugging probably a little bit more. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That, so that is actually one of my goals for the next 12 months is to try to take more time off a little bit. Well, let's like, let's plan. Let's plan the first four vacations right now. Well, we're, we we want to go to Croatia. We're already talking to a travel agent and we want to go to Europe. So we're talking to her about that, too. So the goal is doing it. I need to get on that. I think it was May and then September. I think we're we're doing it. So we got two. Yeah, May, 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 June is the perfect time to go to Europe and you could hit like Croatia, you're going to be over by Turkey also in that area. Yeah. There's a lot of cool places that you could hit over there. I would definitely recommend hitting Italy. Yeah, um, yeah. Malfi Coast, yeah. yes. Yes. And um, then, like, I, I'm a big fan. Like, we're, I just got back from Washington. Like, that's where I'm from. That was like a family trip. We took our family out to, like, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm like, Kind of like you, I'm the 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 kid that they didn't think anybody was going to do anything with, and then all of a sudden I became the most successful one in the family. Yeah. And so um, I, I bought my uh, family uh, like a a cabin on the uh, in Bremerton area of Washington, and we did like a whole deal there. But I'm getting ready to go to Mexico with my my immediate family, which is my kids and my wife, and we do that all the time. So That's so cool. Where where do you where do you go? Have you guys ever tried? Where do you go? We go to like my favorite place in Mexico is Puerto Vallarta. Is Puerto um, Vallarta. Yeah, I've been to a lot of places. I've been to Cabo. I've been to Cancun. I've been to, um, you know, Mazatlan. But I've probably been to Puerto Vallarta like 60 times. Oh, my uh, God. Write this down. Write down. In Cabo, there's something called the Grand Moon Palace. And you want to stay at the Grand. The Grand Moon yeah, Palace. I know about the Moon Palace. I know about the Moon Palace. I yes. love that place. They have, I, that's my favorite one. They have such good food there. And there's, like, water slides for the kids. And there's bowling. And there's so much to do. It's like a being on a cruise, but you're not stuck on a ship, you know? Yeah. So I'm more of like the guy who wants to rent like a condo and mm. like not have the all inclusive and oh. not be, and not be with like 95,000 other people. Got it, like got I it. want, I want to like enjoy the culture. Like that's, that was tough getting my wife off of that because she was like, we were going to the Grand Velas, which is a really super exclusive resort in both Cabo, Puerto Vallarta. And they have one in, uh, What's it called? Oh, you'll love it. The Grand Velas. It I is apt. That is, they got like four Michelin rated restaurants in that hotel. They've, the best one is probably in uh, Cabo San Lucas. And uh, there's also a good one in Puerto Vallarta. And it's called uh, what? The Grand. I can't understand the last word. Grand Velas. V-E-L-A-S. The Grand Velas. Okay. Right yeah. And it's uh, designed by a guy named Eduardo Velas and his brother, who own a construction company and each one of the hotels is between 250 to 300 rooms. So there's not a ton of people. It's it like, it's the type of place where you, when you're relaxing in your bikini, they're going to come take your sunglasses, mm. squirt them, clean them off, ask yeah. you if you want like a frozen grape or something like that. Yeah. It's really, really, really chicy. And I like chicy. I do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's super nice for sure. Um, but I've got my wife it, for me, for us, you know, we can stay there for a lot longer and stay in a condo, have a lot more room to spread out yeah. and then go do it, 
do some local things. I'm over the resorts. I'm not really a resort guy to begin with. So, yeah. um, have I got a big... good for you. Dang. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to plan another trip here soon. <laughs> I got suggestions. Like I'm telling you, if you want to go anywhere, I've traveled the freaking world. My goal is to hit every country. Yeah. So... Good for you. I'm a little bit of a chicken. I need to get better at, at that. Like I'm trying, I really what, 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 don't you, anymore. what don't you like about traveling? I just think, I don't, I, I think I just work too much. So it's like, and you know, my husband, he owns a body shop. It's part of it. So when, like when, when we go, I, I do kind of work and then he can't cause he's got the body shop. So it's, you know, so it's been difficult. He, he's a racer though. So my husband's a racer and so is my son. So we, we just bought like a, a huge, like $640,000 like RV that we're taking like all across the, the United States to go to these race things. So I'm going to try to go with him to that. I'll probably fly though while he drives and <laughs> meet him there for the racing. So we're getting better, Sean. I'm getting better. 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 Oh gosh. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm really, really trying. So, you know, I'm, you're good. I'm you're, ab- right. <laughs> you're, you're good. No worries. Um, so Krista, um, with your business and with things on the social media, how much have they changed? Um, you know, not honestly, it, 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 it changes a lot when you're doing it nationally. Um, it's very different doing national marketing than it is doing localized marketing. National marketing is, is definitely gotten a lot harder, but when you're doing it local, it, it's not that different. It's much easier and way more affordable to be able to do. And agents, they, their goal is to, is to market not nationally, but locally. And so there's right. a huge opportunity and the same with your people, like, gosh, if they start using video and creating ads and doing, you know, and, and showing up in their community and not only will, will, the realtors go to them, but also homeowners. It's like a win-win and you just, you just do it by providing value and not being super salesy. And it's a really, really easy way. It's called attraction-based marketing, right? It's winning before you arrive. People get to know you, position as the authority. But I tell everyone is, is that you're, it's important who you know, but what's even more important is who knows you. And so if you, like anytime somebody thinks about real estate, whether you're an investor or an agent or a lender, they should be thinking about you. And the only way you can do that is through marketing and marketing attention is currency. There's a reason why, you know, the advertiser spent $7 million on a 30 second commercial during the Super Bowl is because they understand the power of, of, of eyes and attention. It's never right. been easier to get attention, which means it's never been harder. So the fastest way to do it is through paid advertising. And unfortunately, most agents don't think they don't think they need to actually spend money to advertise because they don't treat their business like a business, even though it is a business. And it's one of the most lucrative businesses like in the world. I just did a comparison on what doctors make attorneys, financial advisors, like my best month in real estate. I made over $360,000 in a month in real estate, 26 transactions. I, I like most doctors don't even do that, you know? So there's so much potential, but if people just quit being lazy and, and, and take it, you know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So when you go and you market in your local market, what kind of money are you looking to spend? I, I think I'm trying to break down the barriers of what people perceive because it's really not that expensive, not right? At all. So we tell people to start with like three to $5 a day, right? And 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 like 250 is great if you can start with that, which is nothing. I mean, that's a cup of coffee a day. Like let quit say no to Starbucks and to, you know, your donuts for the morning and say yes to yourself, right? Say yes to you. And then what happens is they see how powerful it is, not only for the attention and the exposure they're getting, but then to also take that attention and that exposure and put it towards their listings and then use that on listing appointments to showcase that they're not a commodity. Then they go, oh my gosh, I want to sell even more. I want to, I want to spend more, right? So it's not uncommon for them to get to $1,000 a month in marketing because 
you know, we've taken agents from, you know, 100 homes a year to 300 homes a year. We've taken agents, brand new agents from zero to like 30, 40. It's like we've done some amazing things. Now that's not typical in any way because most right. people are lazy and they won't do the damn work or even show up to the call or, you know what I mean? But the ones that- Oh, actually- I do. I, oh, I do. I'm glad it's not just me. Oh, no, you know it's, not. I mean? it's not. It's not. But so- You take that, doesn't that, don't you take that personal though a little bit? I literally lose my crap. So I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you have to show up or people will say it's not working. You know, we'll look and see, well, you haven't gone to an accountability call. You haven't opened a module. You haven't showed up like- Sorry, like you got to do the work. It's not going to suck itself. You know, you got to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. It is 100% true. And it's so many people like they just think if I spend the money oh, yeah. for the pro- for the program, like miraculously, all of a sudden my life's going to change because I spent money. It's like, no, we went over this. You actually have to do the work. Yeah. Like I can't just go for uh, golf lessons and never take a never swing the club and think I'm going to get better. I got to no. actually put in the work. You got to put in the work. So yeah, I understand that completely. Um, With California, another question I have for you is, why are you still there? (laughs) It's it's hard for me to leave. My kids are here. I'm you know, my, my parents. You're the, you're the freaking boss. I I mean, like if you're, you're freaking, you're making massive amounts of money. Like it sounds like you're running the freaking show. Like you're uh, in North Carolina, right? Or no, where are you at? I am in, I am now in Kansas city. So I spent 50, I spent the last 15 years in Vegas. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm from Seattle. So 28 years in Seattle. Wow. Moved to Vegas last 15 years. And then since COVID 2021, I've been in Kansas City, Missouri, never planned. And I'm building my house in Naples, Florida right now, too, after I just built my one here. So I didn't plan on being in Kansas City. But, you know, I'm, I do know that change is important. And so I it's like, let's do it. Okay, then, then I would have to, like, anyways different subject but yes yeah i'm still here <laughs> you still love you so you're born and raised in california yeah born and raised uh-huh in, in the discovery bay, area, bay in the bay area. And I, I was raised in concord california then then i i got shipped to antioch when i went when i was in the foster home and now just then brentwood and now discovery bay yeah which is all like right around the same area how did you like when we talked about like there is a lot of negativity like just up here that that needs to unprogram how have you dealt with the childhood and un, and undoing some of those traumatic experiences for yourself. There's actually a book I wrote. It's called Stop, Snap, and Switch, Train Your Brain to Unleash Your Limitless Life. So I have this strategy where um, I teach people, because you have like between 30 and 60,000 thoughts a day, and most of them are negative thoughts. So, right. so and then there, and that we repeat these thoughts, right? And like, I've done a lot of research yeah. on the brain, how the brain works, and research studies on people's behavior. And, um, what I found is you literally can train yourself. So I've had to train myself. I've had to work on the mindset. And I, even right now, I'm really like, I'm like, oh, Christy, you've been kind of negative lately. Like I'm you know, stopping. And when I notice myself going down a rabbit hole, it's called you stop and recognize it. You snap the bracelet, you switch it to the other hand, and you reframe that thought into a positive one. So it looks something like, oh, my God, there's so much competition. I'm never going to be able to do anything. No, I just need to there. I'm going to kick butt. I just need to make sure that I'm not marketing as a commodity. I need to make sure that I'm standing out and really offering something unique. If I do that, I'm going to dominate my market. It's a matter of literally training your brain to think differently. It's it's called stop, snap and switch. So that's part of what I do. And I just take my mental health and very, very seriously. Like I'm constantly, and it's, it's a struggle. I mean, it is still a struggle. I still have to work on 
when you have a physical abuse, there's a, there, a lot of stuff stays in your body forever. There's a lot of research on it, in fact. And so I, I, I have the anxiety a lot of times. So I have to, you know, I have to work on my breathing. I've got to remind myself. I've got to work on the stop, snap, and switch. I've got to focus on what I'm saying to myself, you know. All that yeah, really, really so helps. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you do yoga? I, no, I, I need to do it. <laughs> it's hard for me to do it. That, 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 that I think would be a game changer. It like, is. I, I, I have some, uh, you know, my, I think anybody who's achieving at a high level, it's like, it's like the double-edged sword. You know what you got, you know, it's got some negatives, but it's also got a lot of positives. I mean, you're a killer, right? And it's because you got to work at it to probably keep your mind off of whatever else. So you're not just sitting there stewing, but you know, like I always say, it's a double-edged sword. Like last night, I did not sleep. Like I woke up at two and I was freaking that like- That is me way too often, sucks. And all, so now I just know, well, I'm going through menopause too. And then, or if I drink alcohol and then all of a sudden five hours hits and you, you, you know, you have the sugar rush. So, but I'm like, I just get up now and work like twice this week, three o'clock AM up working. And I'm just, I've learned, I hate when I do that because then I crash and burn, but I've learned sometimes, you know, breathing will help me, but there's some times where I just cannot go back to sleep. I just get up and work. Yeah. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with uh, the punyasa breath? I think it's called, like where it's like in one nostril, hold it, breathe out the other one. No, it's a it's a really cool technique. It's specifically for anxiety, and it's like so. What you do is you so you 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 hold oh, one, one nostril for, uh, for four seconds. It's a a four second inhale. And then, and then hold it up at the top for four seconds, then plug the other nostril and do that for like three minutes. And your brain will feel like you did some sort of drugs. Like wow. it, it really, it, it mellows you out big time. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to remember can, that. Thank you. Yeah. That's shout out to uh, yoga by Adrian. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, no, for sure. There's a lot that's, you're the first guest I've had on the podcast that has brought up dealing with anxiety with breathing and I want to let you know, personally, that's how I deal with any sort of anxiety. Like if I feel like anxious, I know I need to do breath work. Yeah, like so 1,000. Oh, learning a lot about it lately and hearing a lot about it. I need to, I, you know, uh, take it a little bit more serious because it's, it's coming up so often. I think the universe is telling me you need to really take this serious. So like you're like the third, I had a conversation, a podcast this week on my podcast. She was talking all about breath work, right? I went to a mastermind. I just joined two weeks ago, breath work. I'm like, God, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can't, you can't ignore it. Right yeah, now. yeah. That's cool. So what advice would you give to like people who are listening right now? And they're like, I mean, even for me, I'm just, uh, I gotta get, I gotta get you on one-on-one -on -one and go through those numbers. Cause they're just, they're, they're awesome. And that's so cool that you've done that in just such a short period of time. And I'm very, not knowing you, I'm proud of you. Uh, like, you know, if you're not knowing you, I'm just like, that's awesome. Hey, from somebody that has like thousands of rentals, my gosh, you're a beast. Like so cool. I was reading your profile going, man, I need to be more like, like that, you know, like I need, I need to like be like Troy. <laughs> well, you know, I, I would just say like, if you're paying any amount of money in taxes, you should be buying real estate because you could offset all your income taxes by buying real estate. And that's the one thing that most realtors don't, don't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, and, and what, that's when I was buying houses and everybody else in the crash, you know, they were talking and then they're like, well, it's going to get lower next year. And I'm like, well, I'm going to buy more. Like, and I just kept buying, kept buying. Yeah. I haven't stopped buying since 2000 and nine so krista like what what oh. words of wisdom would you give somebody who's brand new starting out maybe they got some self-doubt like they, they can see like it doesn't matter how successful you are like i always tell and this is like the rocky you remember rocky yeah i love Rocky. The one, 
one of the coolest things in Rocky, and it really hit me older as an older adult, was that like he's talking to Rocky and he's fighting Mr. T or he's fighting the Russian or whatever. And he says he's just a man. And the thing is, whether it's just a man or whether it's just a woman, we all have insecurities. We all have fears. We all have that guy is not invincible. That Mike Tyson, you ask him, he was scared when he was in the ring, but he knew he had to intimidate the next person. So any sort of pain, any sort of insecurity that you're dealing with, chances are somebody else has dealt with the same thing and you're not alone. And the reality is nobody gives a crap about you, but you. Yeah. So yeah. like, I would say like, that like, you know, you really have to watch who you're, who you're associating with is, is really big. My parents used to always tell me when I was a kid, bad associations spells useful habits and they drilled it into me. Well, so does positive association enhances, you know, good habits. So, you know, I've spent over $1.2 million in the past six years in my own personal coaching, like getting coached by other coaches, experts, you know, digital marketing specialists, you know, digital marketers. Who was, who was the, who was the best money spent with? So I will say that being a part of, um, Russell Brunson's was probably was the best. He, he was, he's great being around the, uh, you know, that all the people, um, so your funnel, funnel hacker live type of deal? Yeah, it was it was, it was that, and I, I love okay, gotcha. the difference is is that they, they don't they, they don't give you like the actual like here's this funnel and here's this go through that like, it wasn't that kind of training. Um, mm -hmm. I think if it was, it'd be a, more people would be way more successful with it. But being around other entrepreneurs that were doing well has been the best part about that coaching program plus other ones. I'm not in his anymore, but I know personally that I have to be around people that are doing better than me and that are doing things that I'm not because it pushes me to want to be more. It helps with my belief, you know? And so if you're like, like I would never have been able to do what I'm have, what I have done if I haven't hired, like I've spent $25,000 for one day. I've spent $150,000 on a program. I've spent, you know, 45,000. I, I just spent $8,000 on an AI coach. I just spent $25,000 with another, uh, uh, hiring another mastermind group. The only reason I've been able to get where I'm at is because I associate with people that are doing bigger things than me. And if you, the best way for you to dominate a market is, is like college sucks, excuse me, but you go to college, you have all this debt and they don't teach you anything, right? Go, Amen. Like, God, Amen. Go to an expert that's done the thing. Like, and to think as a real estate agent or as a, as an investor, you don't need to invest in learning from someone that's actually done the thing. That's how you're going to fast track your results. You're going to learn what not to, you're going to learn what to do. And it's, it's, it's been the smartest decision I've ever made. And quite frankly, I had to make it immediately when I graduated from high school because I had to figure I got a loan to go to college, you know, um, so something similar. But it's that would be the advice. Just get help. And if you think that you're going to make it without getting help, it's very difficult. So find that person to help you. That's done the thing that you're trying to do and don't give up. Keep it does. Nothing happens overnight. Like, you know, they're, they're, the success cycle is you try something, it gets hard, and you go, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Let's go back to the other thing, or let's just do something new. No, stick with one thing and freaking do it well, and, you know, work through the ups and downs and keep pushing, and next thing you know, you're going to be doing better. But if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to still be stuck in a rut, so. Yeah, and how, how crazy is that? Like, have you been to any of your high school reunions and seen, like, where everybody's at? Or have you, like, visited people that you went to high school with and see what they're up to now? Half of them are 
drugs and it's like really sad and they all got really fat. I'm like, what happened to everybody? You know, like, I'm all, I think I look good. Maybe I'm just not seeing myself because I'm getting old. You do look good, Krista. You absolutely Thank look you. amazing, well, I did have a beautiful <laughs> and pretty and all of that stuff. And your husband should be very thankful Aww. and very complimentary of you because you're, you're absolutely stunning. But that, you know, that takes work. Like, as oh, yeah. you know, like my, my wife is very pretty and I watch her. She's like, cauliflower i'm like oh you like that she's like no but i like looking good you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah it sucks for us women have to i think it's harder for women to look good but, but i really appreciate you having me on here joy it's been fun this is like i feel like i'm just talking to my old friend you know <laughs> that's absolutely right so just on a final note for some some words of wisdoms what is the best piece of advice that you could give someone like no matter what, like if they're broke and they don't have any money, because we know that it's like, okay, I don't have any money. What would you tell them to do in order to change their mindset? Okay, so Tony Robbins talks about the the uh, the success cycle, right? And what that is, is he, he says that we as humans have unlimited potential. I mean, we can do anything. If you think about what we can do, we can put people on the moon, we put people in a plane and they go in the air, like it's, and, and we built computers, right? We built ChatGPT, even though it's, we built AI, okay? And if you just take massive effective action, it's not just, act, but if you take effective action, right? Then you are going to get the results that you want. The problem is, is that you have to believe in those results because if you don't believe that what you're doing is going to work, you're going to take really small steps. You're not going to go all in and then you're not going to get the results. So in order for you to create belief, you have to visualize results in advance in your mind. And, and that there's a lot of scientific evidence about visualization and how the neurotransmitters in our brain don't know the difference between something we think about and something we're actually doing. And so right. have, that's why training your brain is so important because you've got to train your brain. And here's what I'll, and I'll end it with this. If you don't think you have any money, you're never going to have it unless you change something. That's bullcrap. If a kid in a foster home could go from a foster home to $51 million and couldn't read until they were fifth grade, you can do anything, but you have to be willing to take the investment. Anybody can figure out how to get a loan, how to borrow something. You can, it's there. You've got to be more resourceful. You've got to invest in yourself. It's like broke now or broke forever. Time now or forever time. Resources for a short time or forever having the same crappy life. You are the only one responsible for creating the life that you deserve and you deserve it, but you have got to actually take, do the work. It's not about knowledge. Knowledge is not power. The implementation of the knowledge is what's power. And I'll just, I'll leave it with that. Amen. Amen. And how do people follow your journey and how do people get a hold of you? Yes. Yeah, so if you just go to kristamayshore.com, that's M-A-S-H-O-R-E. So kristamayshore.com forward, like forward slash Troy Kearns, you know, our man Troy. So forward slash Troy Kearns, that's how you get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Um, listen, guys, if you're, if you are trying to get started, make sure you give Krista a follow, make sure you give a five-star review to this, make sure you consume more content from positive people like Krista. It's not easy to be positive. People are like, oh, you wake up motivated. Yeah. I like, I woke up pissing razor blades and freaking, you know, jump out of my bed and do 500 pushups. And then no, you got to get motivated by being around other badasses like Krista. Like I appreciate you. you coming on the podcast. I appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing your story. I'm glad that you didn't end up in Vegas doing something else, right? Like I'm glad that you are selling an awesome coaching program and, and, and I think it's amazing. So I appreciate coming on the podcast. Appreciate everyone. Thank you. 
Everyone, go give him a five-star Thank- review. He's awesome. Thanks. Peace. Did you ever want to invest in real estate? Did you ever want to live the life of your dreams? Did you want financial freedom? We have a free Facebook group, the Millionaire Mentorship Facebook group for real estate investing. Make sure you join. The link is in the description. If you want to schedule a free call with me and my team and you actually want to start, I would suggest you do so. We have helped hundreds of people change their lives and all they had to do was get started. They booked a call with me and my team and they got the ball rolling. And I'm so confident that if you don't get your first or next investment property within the first 90 days, you don't pay and I'll give you a thousand dollars cash. That's how confident I am. Obviously, you gotta take action. You can't just do nothing and expect that to happen, but that's life. Life's all about taking action. Make sure you give this podcast a five-star review, share it with a friend and take action. 